G'day you mob, Pete here, and this is another episode of Aussie English, the number one place for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English. So, today I have a GOSS episode for you where I sit down with my old man, my father, Ian Smithson, and we talk about the week's news, whether locally down under here in Australia or non-locally <laughs> overseas in other parts of the world, okay? And we sometimes also talk about whatever comes to mind, right? If we can think of something interesting to share with you guys related to us or Australia, we also talk about that in the GOSS. So, these episodes are specifically designed to try and give you content about many different topics where we're obviously speaking in English and there are multiple people having a natural and spontaneous conversation in English. So, it is particularly good to improve your listening skills. In order to complement that though, I really recommend that you join the podcast membership or the academy membership at aussieenglish.com.au where you will get access to the full transcripts of these episodes, the PDFs, the downloads, and you can also use the online PDF reader to read and listen at the same time. Okay. So, if you really, really want to improve your listening skills fast, Get the transcript, listen and read at the same time, keep practicing, and that is the quickest way to level up your English. Anyway, I've been rabbiting on a bit. I've been talking a bit. Let's just get into this episode, guys. Smack the bird and let's get into it. Okay, so it is time for a little- Careful with that, Dad. Bend it forward. Hang on, hang on, Jesus. hang on, hang on. I've got a cinder block here, guys. There's a large brick that has all of the um, mics attached to it. Yes. All right, back again. Yeah, so a little Q&A here. We had, uh, I put up a quick thing on, on uh, Instagram asking you guys if you had any questions about the election coming up. So, we'll just go through some of these. So, all right, uh, Apu asks, liberal or labor? <laughs> Labour. Yeah. And we're laughing at yeah. assuming you've heard the previous episode. Yes. So yeah. yeah. Listen to the last fifty minutes. We of rant. will be yeah. voting for uh Labour. Yeah. Well, I will be voting Labour and Green. Yeah. I'll vote Labour because I I actually like our local member. Yeah. Um, who is a Labour Party member. Do you want to mention her um, name? Libby Coker. Yeah. For Karangamite. Karangamite. And I think she's done a good job is as our local representative. Um, and so I'd like to support her. But in the upper house, in the Senate, I will vote Green um, because I think the Senate as a house of review, um, I've, on a philosophical basis, I believe that um, if it's just dominated by the two parties, then it's just a rubber stamp from the lower house. Mm -hmm. um, whereas if you've got a, a number of independents or minority parties there, then the house of re review actually gets... Uh, some more minority voices uh, heard. So, all right, um, yeah. So I guess I'm sort of on board with that. I've always voted Labor and uh, Labor and Greens. I've never voted for the Liberal Party. Um, but yeah, do you want to explain what the Greens are a little bit about how they differ from Labor? Um, well, the Greens, they're basically it's environmental policy first, yeah, uh, and then everything else is based around that. And you usually uh, and it's human not environment rights, only, human rights yeah. as well, right? Yes, so gay exactly. marriage, yeah, they um, tend to be you know higher on those sort of social justice, um, social awareness issues. Um, but it's they started off as a party of environmentalists, yeah, uh, but it's much broader than that now. 
All right. Um, are we able to watch the counting of the votes after the election? Well, you can't actually physically watch the counting um, as in the official count scrutineers uh, or the counters actually picking the bits of paper out and counting them. Yeah. Uh, but there is live coverage typically on at least two uh, commercial TV stations and the ABC, the government station, um, where they will be covering the count all night. So, how long does it normally take? Um, you Well, the, the counting officially starts as soon as the polls close, which is 6pm. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, we don't really get a, you know any reasonable numbers through for about two hours because you only ever get when a particular polling booth. Now, this is a bit more complicated because mm-hmm. a polling booth is the, the physical location. Like in our case, my case, the physical location is usually the local primary school. The one <laughs> my that, primary school, The one right? that Pete yeah. went to. Surfside Primary School um, in Ocean Grove. Yeah, and so Shout out. there'll be a couple of thousand people during the day who will go and vote at that particular polling place because mm-hmm. there are other polling places in Ocean Grove. Yeah. So Ocean Grove, there might be seven or 8,000 people who are eligible to vote. Yeah. And there'll be two or three places. Places that they could vote at, so maybe three, four thousand people maximum at any one polling place. That polling place will count their votes, then they will submit those to the Australian Electoral Commission. And the Australian Electoral Commission, who are the organisation responsible for managing the election, uh, they will then release those numbers to the media as soon as they've got them. Um, in addition to that, though, there are typically scrutineers uh, from each of the major parties who will sit in those polling booths. And they know the result before the Electoral Commission even gets it. Mm-hmm. And they will then be ringing up their head office and the head office will then ring the media and so on. But you know, in a small, you know, particularly in you know, little country towns where there might only be 100 people, it takes 20 minutes to count yeah. and recount, make sure you've got it right. Whereas if you've got a few thousand, it could take you an hour or two hours to count them. Yeah. Um, and in some of the you know city suburbs, there might be five or 10,000 people in a particular uh, polling booth. Um, and so it could take a long time to get those through. Uh, and then you've got the case that we have three time zones in Australia as well. So Western Australia is two hours behind the East Coast, uh, and so they will be two hours later. And mm. so you never know a result quickly. Typically, you would know by about midnight, you'd have a pretty good idea yeah. of where it's going to go and who's going to win. And <clears throat> what do they normally do? They'll just be... Um, showing on screen, right, when certain seats are won or lost um, and, yeah, sh- and tallying and those so they'll, Yeah, there'll be you know, a panel discussion and typically they'll have somebody from the left and somebody from the right and mm-hmm. a political expert. And so they've got a, a balanced panel of people to talk about issues and things. Uh, typically the person, you know, the politician from the Labor Party and the politician from the National of the Liberal Party will just be telling you what a great job their people did and how <laughs> crap the rest were. And then they all know each other yeah. and most of them are friends. So they're, they're usually just taking taking the piss out of each other half the time. (laughs) Uh, But um, then you'll get the political experts um, and Anthony Green, who is a a national hero in Australia, I think. Uh, He knows more about the election process uh, than any other human being in Australia. uh, He's on the ABC. Uh, You will. You'll know him. Everybody knows him. Mm. Um, and because oh, every yeah, election yeah. he pops out on the ABC and <laughs> and he'll tell you, you know, just, you know, oh, look, you know, these have come from this particular polling booth in this seat and they're always going to be biased this way and they mm-hmm. always come in early, so don't take any notice of those. And so he has that level of detail. So you get that sort of discussion. Um, and But then they'll also do the continuous run in each state. They'll be doing the run through each 
and they're often that's just a scroll along the bottom of the screen yeah. and saying, yeah, you're looking at wearing uh, an electric called Karangamite. So you wait for the seas to come up and you watch it, watch it. Oh, Karangamite. Oh, Libby Coke is leading. Right, I go for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then they'll pick out particular seats where they're marginal seats, where they're, you know, the election is going to be won or lost on marginal seats. And so they're the ones that the discussion will concentrate on. Um, we got Ender here saying, we don't care, mate. Politicians are good liars. <laughs> all yeah. of them are the same. Yeah. What is Do you Billy think they're all Cuddle- the same? No, they're not all the same. But, um, I, yeah, and we've spent 50 minutes ranting about some of the you know, the lies and the you know, everything else that you get the in game. It. But, the game. The game I think played, the, yeah. yeah, I think Billy Connolly's great line was, you know, was one of the best I've heard, and that is, don't vote for them. It only encourages them. And <laughs> who's he, for uh, anyone who doesn't know? Scottish comedian. Yeah. Don't vote for them. That only encourages them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or he, the other one he used was uh, anybody who wants to get into politics should be automatically exempt. <laughs> no, or excluded, yeah. Uh, Ramam here says, how old do you have to be to vote? Is it 18 like in America? Yes, it's 18. Yeah. Yep. And unlike in America, it's compulsory to register to vote and you don't register with a party like you do in America. Yeah. Um, yeah in Australia, weird, you it? register with the Australian Electoral Commission. Um, and they then require you to vote, and you get checked off when you go and vote. And you know, so the mandatory voting is something that is different in Australia from most places. I think we're one of about sixteen. I think it's sixteen countries in the world that has it. Do you find it sort of impolite or even rude to ask people about who they're voting for and why in Australia? Is that a taboo when talking about um, um, these sorts of it's topics? A, it's a sort of generic taboo. I don't know. Yeah. You know, would you be offended if someone you didn't really know came up and asked no, you? No, I, I wouldn't, but some people would. Yeah. Um, and why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know. I think it, that's a really interesting one because uh, my parents never told- Well, my father voted informal <laughs> yeah. and he was happy to tell me that. My mother Which never- Which means he didn't vote. He yeah. didn't vote, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my mother never told me who she voted for, although I could usually tell. She was a swinging voter. Mm. Um, so, I could usually tell who she was voting on based on what she was saying, but she would never tell me. <laughs> And and she and it's partly I don't know whether it was that age of people, but I think it was partly the idea that you know voting is some sort of it is a sacred and secret thing that you go into the thing and you stand in a little cardboard box and you know, nobody can see who you vote for and yeah. you put you know you fold it up and you stick it in yourself and yeah. and so it is that sort of you know secret, but I don't know that who you vote for should be a secret. I, I always thought for me it was more. If it, it's going to affect the country, yeah. it shouldn't be something that is, you know. I mean, you, you're not, you know, you shouldn't have to tell anyone, but I feel like you should at least have thought about it enough yeah, to be justify, able to explain it to yeah, other people. Why justify you're going, who yeah. you put a number one next to? Exactly. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time it's probably just a tap out where people don't necessarily want to be able to actually rationalise or justify mm. who they're voting yeah. for. They just have a gut feeling and they don't want to be. Questioned yeah, about well, I that. think it's it's that you know, age old um, expression of you know, three things you never discuss: is sex, <laughs> politics, and religion. And how the I Ukrainian think- farmer got the tank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 that is a great line. Um, you know, sex, because most people find it embarrassing. Religion, because most people don't want to talk about their private beliefs. And politics, because it's just a good excuse for an argument. And yeah. I think that's part of the problem is that people don't- It's not that they don't necessarily want to tell you who they voted for. They just don't want you to disagree because they know it's just going to be an argument. Yeah. And so, people are just not interested in getting into that argument. Again, my, my thing I would be am, you so. need to be able to navigate that. For better or worse, right? Mm. Like, I feel like no matter how 
uncomfortable the other person is, there's always a way of having a conversation with them, right? No matter how annoying or belligerent they are, you can always still be polite and and it's something you have to work on, but still be able to be like, look, I'm happy to chat to you about this, mm-hmm. but um, I don't want to get emotional. I don't want you to get emotional. I don't want you to take anything personal, Blah blah blah. Yeah, but I mean, people will take it personal. If you, yeah. there's plenty of people. If you disagree with them, they take that personal. Well, and I guess so. you, you you give people the benefit of the doubt until they prove you wrong, right? As opposed to assuming that everyone is always going to be an asshole when they ask you about politics. Yeah, that at least that's where I come from. I always try and give people the benefit of the doubt when it comes to anything, which is why I'm so open about most mm. things. Um, you know, I don't really have any subjects that I wouldn't talk to people about really unless they were you know really really private ones yeah but then <laughs> but- i mean that but, but part of that i think is also your job mm. your job is talking to people yeah and so yeah you're interested in people's opinions and you know how they came up with those ideas and so on whereas a lot of people just genuinely don't don't give a shit. Well, not even don't give a shit, but they just don't want to yeah. the hassle of going yeah. through an argument. Fair so. enough. Fair enough. Well, I mean, you know, and ultimately it's up to you, but that's just, yeah, this is just my view. I yeah. would, if anyone were to ever ask me about this sort of stuff, I have no personal issue or qualms talking about it because I'm also comfortable having my beliefs questioned hmm. and then having to either justify it or change my mind. So, yeah, but it's up to you. Um, Francesco here says, who is your preferred candidate? Um, do you know of family who won't vote? Candidate-wise, I mean, local candidate would be Libby Cock. Libby I'm- Coker. Coker. I can yeah. see. I don't even really know their surnames and everything. I just know it's just a Labour chick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as much attention as I pay to it. Um, you know, and we all play this game differently. Um, and then I guess yeah, it's it's Anthony Albanese, although I'm not voting for him effectively, yeah, right? Yeah. It's the head and of the Labor Party yes, that I want to get into power. Your vote is going to contribute to him being the Prime Minister if Libby Coker gets in. And we talked about but, this in the previous episode. Yeah. Of what level are you sort of worried about? Um, you know, your vote counting. And at the, at the moment, I don't even really, besides the first names of uh, Libby, who I pretty much learnt today, I don't really know the names of the local members running. Mm. Um, I just know that I want. Anthony Albanese and the Labor Party to be in control, not even because they're my favourite party. Ideally, I would have the Greens you know, yes. in control, but that's just never going to happen. happen. Right. And so, you have to sort of make a an educated decision based on the outcome that you want. And I, first and foremost, it's just I do not want the Liberals in control. I want to give mm-hmm. Labor a chance to not screw things up as badly as the Liberals have. <laughs> it's um, not a very so, high bar. Yeah. So, that's where I guess I'm at with, with this stuff, but I don't have like a specific candidate- um, you know, for for their own reasons. Mm. Like, I just don't know enough about Libby besides the fact that she's Labor and I want Labor to be in power. Um, so, yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, same thing. I think I, I'm voting for, for Libby Coker in Labor in the lower house. Um, I have voted Greens before, knowing full well that in this electorate, a Green you know, candidate is never going to get in in the lower house in this electorate. This is yep. never going to happen. Um, whereas there are some. We, I think we have two in Victoria. Yep. Um, in Melbourne, right? In Melbourne. Um, and that's Adam Bant? Uh, yeah, and I can't remember the name is of the other Is he Fitzroy? Uh, Melbourne. Sure. Oh, okay, Melbourne. so just all He's of Melbourne. The city okay, of, gotcha. No, the actual city of Melbourne. Yep, okay. Um, and then I'll vote, because we have two houses, I'll vote uh, Greens in the- Yeah, as you said. The Senate. Uh, Silly Sausage here says, how is it possible that with a population of 25 million, there aren't any better candidates? 
um, party politics. <laughs> I think, yeah, because who they would, end up who doing would want other this things. Job? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, really that- cool, they're really cool, smart people, uh, university professors, they're doctors, they're lawyers, they're teachers, they're business people. They're mm-hmm. also, there's a thousand other ways that people could be productive in our society yeah. that don't have the hassle of being a politician. Well, I'm sure so. you've heard this before. I've had people before tell me, you should, you know, get interested in politics. And I'm like, yeah, f- fuck that. Yeah. Like, that is the- <laughs> You know, the most torturous thing I can imagine having to do is, and I guess I, my first hand sort of experience of this was seeing Peter Garrett, the lead singer of Midnight Oil, a band in Australia that you guys will probably know if you know that, um, how can we sleep when our beds are burning, that that song, um, Burning Beds or whatever it is, I can't even remember the name of the song, but yeah, (laughs) Beds Are Burning. Beds Are Burning. Um, But he, he ran and got elected and was in the Labor government and effectively got nothing done, right? Mm. And had to change his tune. Midnight Oil is renowned for being one of these very political bands, right? Mm. About as far left as you can get, pro-Indigenous rights, um, anti-logging uh, of, of trees. You know, they, they would sing about coal mines and the damage it was doing to people and climate change. He was president of the Australian Conservation Society yeah, for so, a while. So, yeah, so massively left. Else, that but sort of group, yeah. I remember him- Getting, I think he was effectively thrown under the bus, wasn't he, for a few um, tradies that died and he was the head of the- He was the Minister for Environment when they, yeah. they had this big program of putting insulation in ceilings in houses, yeah. rooms in houses. And, and the way it was administered by the government department responsible um, meant it was just paying a bunch of people who said they could do it and they weren't very good at doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple of people got- Electrocuted Killed, yeah. because they weren't aware that there was live electric wires in the ceilings of houses. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, long story short, I remember seeing him. It, it blew my mind firstly that he would go into politics, yeah. but he, he obviously started from a place of wanting to- he wanted to make a difference for mm. Indigenous people, for you know, climate, for the average Australian. He wanted to make a difference, but then seeing him go in and effectively achieving fuck all. Yeah. And, I th- you know, from memory, seeing him being interviewed- during it and hearing his, you could clearly see that he was restrained, effectively, mm. and not able to talk about the issues that he wanted to as openly and honestly as he, he yep. wanted to. And it just, it just seemed to have a big impact on him, I think, probably at a personal level as well as a you know public level. Mm. And just thinking, well, if someone like that goes into politics and is effectively ruined by it, or at least, you know, one, achieves nothing and, and two, is kind of like trampled on. And, and treat it like crap and, you know, what, what is the point? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. What am I going to be able to achieve and why yes. would I want to put myself mm. into a position to suffer like that? Exactly. Yeah, so, it, it is like I ditched academia because I felt like there were just too many egotistical assholes in academia and I can't imagine being in politics because it would all just be games yeah. constantly, I imagine, no matter what party you're in. It's just, all a numbers game, literally, yeah. and that's that's what it is. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that that's why- I would never personally run. Um, and, yeah, I think why so many decent people, the kinds of people that you would probably want to be prime minister mm-hmm. never end up prime minister because they're kind of like, fuck this. Like, this, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to play the slimy games that I would have to in order to yeah, end up in power exactly. and then be restrained and not be able to actually do anything once there, right? Because yeah. even with Scott Morrison, I bet he's not able to do most of what he probably wants to be able to do because of the people pulling the strings behind the scenes exactly. in the Liberal Party. And so, yeah, it just ends up this thing of like, why Why would you choose to do that if your goal wasn't just getting your face in front of the camera mm-hmm. and being the most powerful person in Australia, at least on the books? Anyway, rant over. Uh, 
this one comes from Ibrahim. I got my citizen this year. This citizen, I got my citizenship this year. So do I have to vote? Congratulations. Yes, you do. (laughs) Yep. You need to be registered to vote. And you, as part of that citizenship process, you would have been, I presume, given a registration form for that. What happens Um, if you didn't? So you went through the citizenship process or you've just turned 18 and and you you aren't registered. What what can you do? Who can you talk to to get registered? Just call the Electoral Commission. Yep. There are, you know, depending on where you live, obviously in the major cities, there are electoral commission offices. You can literally walk in there yeah. and register to vote. You I- pretty much only have to give them ID and your address and they will- Yes. That's it. Yeah. They'll tell you this is where you need to vote on what day and then that's it. You yeah. just show and, up there. They'll have your name on the register. And the electoral and commission bam. gets an automated feed from um, birth, deaths and marriages and uh, immigration, I think, for dates of birth. Okay. So, you know, birth, deaths and marriages, obviously, and you would have received it, Pete, on your 18th birthday. You would Mm -hmm. have been sent a letter from the Electoral Commission saying, please register, fill in this form. Yeah. And that's you fill in your form and sign, I agree to the conditions, you're done. Um, So, that's the case. So, it's it's compulsory to be registered to vote. And once you are registered to vote, it is compulsory to vote. Yeah. And if you don't, you'll get fined and you can about be fined 30 bucks. for not doing yep, either so. of those things. Yes. Um, El Mada says, well, actually, it's probably Elam. Um, who's going to win? Um, I was, I'm the worst person to give you this because I got it <laughs> wrong for about the last four elections. So just whatever dad says, go with the opposite. Yeah, I'm not, probably- so I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you jinx it. No, who do you think is going to win? Do you, I, do you, I mean, as much as you want uh, Labor to win, do yeah. you think they will? I want, I, there's part of me that says, I want them to, therefore I'm biased. Um, I also, and it's not even from the which side of politics I sit on, um, I also cannot believe that a party that has been so bad could possibly get re-elected. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things you're like, I have. So, I, I want to have faith in the average Australian exactly. seeing the Liberal Party and Scott Morrison- yep. f- or the fools that they are. Exactly. And just, yeah. even if they were a conservative few liberal voters- In a few to marginal seats garbage. Yeah. to not vote yeah. liberal national. But a few times you, or in general, have thought, yes, they're definitely going to vote these idiots out and they end up getting through and you're Last just like, time. what the fuck Last time. happened? It was the unwinnable election. Yeah. And, and you're just like, what? How yeah. does ScoMo- Well, ScoMo <laughs> fell over the line because <laughs> Bill Shorten, who was the leader of the opposition at, at the last election- he went hard on having a detailed policy uh, set, mm-hmm. most of which made perfect sense if you had the hour to read and think and contemplate them, and most people don't care. Yeah. They just want the 10-second grabs on the 6 o'clock news. So, you think, um, obviously, you would like Labor to win, but you think the Liberals will win again? Because no, I don't think they will. You don't reckon? I can't. <laughs> fat- but I didn't think Trump could possibly win. <laughs> I know, again- That was impossible, but it happened. Pulling so. over the line. Pulling a Bradbury. Doing yeah. a Bradbury, right? Yeah. yeah. Look that up, guys. That's a good Stephen bit of Australian um, yeah. history. Australian history. He was the- uh, I guess for anyone who can't be fucked looking Speed it up. Speed skater. Speed yeah. skater on ice who um, was coming last in the- In the final. Was it, which, which Olympics? Was it the oh, 2000 God, Olympics? Can't, can't remember. Actually, it would have been the Winter Olympics, right? So, yeah. it was probably 2002 or 2006 and he ended up- Staying behind and his goal was to just stay out of the way and hope they fell hope over. He, and hope he got a medal. And yeah. everyone fell over yeah. and he got if, gold. If, I think it was- if, <laughs> I think it was- And I- Stephen, if you're listening, I and I doubt whether you are, but I don't want to paraphrase you, but I think the the 
strategy was if one person in front of me falls over, I win a medal. Because yeah. there's only four people in the final. Yeah. And he just stayed they out all of the fell way. over. Yeah. yeah, they got greedy. Um, this one comes from Red Coriander. Why do Australians think Peter Dutton is a buffhead? And um, what's a buffhead? Buffhead. It's a polite way of calling someone a fuckhead, right? Yeah, buffhead. <laughs> or a dickhead. Yeah, dickhead, fathead, <laughs> buffhead. Yeah. Um, it's a polite way of calling someone an idiot. Yeah, typic- yeah, but it's not just an idiot. It's a- It's an idiot who is overconfident- blustering, never justifies what they say. Mm. They have they usually have controversial views. I'd almost say just, it's endearing too, which I wouldn't use for Dutton. I'd call yeah. him a fuckhead. Yeah. I wouldn't call him a buffhead. No. <laughs> but yeah, Mr. Potato Head. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean you Why? I, because he's all of those things. I think yeah. he's he's um, he doesn't seem to give honest answers to anything. No. He runs the party line and he's I think he's also nasty, mm. uh, and you get that impression from the way he deals with some things. That he's just he's, one of those guys you could you could just see the moment he if starts he was your talking. Next door neighbour, you'd move. Yeah, no, he just doesn't seem like a decent person. Yeah. We're he, slandering a whole lot of people today. This is, I don't know. Hopefully, we don't get sued. Right? Well, I guess this yeah, is all alleged for all alleged, the money alleged, I don't have. Yeah, yeah, allegedly. Yeah, but Dutton. I don't know. I, I've seen some stuff where, firstly, he's worth about. You know, half a billion dollars, which yeah. makes you think just like, how on earth did that happen? Um, <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ. I think it's all real estate too. I don't know. I don't know um, anything about his private life. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, yeah, there's just a lot to it. I don't know. And he just- One of the biggest things was I think he handed out a massive um, security, uh, you know, like $150 million uh, grant to a security company for Nauru. And I believe there is a young lady with the surname Dutton who works for that company. Mm. And so, you're just like, oh, really? Like, really? And it yeah. turns out, like, if the they route, were paying- they were holding about 50 people there. Yeah. And yeah. if they were paying the people that were working there based on the money that was being spent, the average um, security guard would be making over $1,000 a day. Yeah. And you're just like, I don't know. So, look into it. But, yeah, I don't know. He just seems like a very untrustworthy kind of person. I just get a bad vibe. Just bad vibe. Um do you think ScoMo will win the election? This no. one comes from Had. Sorry, Had, no. <laughs> For all the reasons above. Yeah, I guess that's it with questions. Um, anything else you want to add? Uh, no. I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Hopefully you Thanks, everyone. It. See you later. Bye.